The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When everyone else is teaching you defense, Nicholas is teaching you to go on the offense. Welcome to the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. Prevention is the key, and no one shows you how better. It all starts right here. Now, here is your host, Nicholas St. John. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and I want to welcome you to the show. My name is Nicholas St. John. I'll be your host today. Uh, This segment, I typically cover what's in the news. Now, it's basically been dominating the news about Zika, and it's still there, but it's a little bit more in the background. And so as we look at this as it progresses, one of the, the things in the news this week was that as the president had asked for $1.8 billion to accelerate finding some kind of treatment or accelerate creating a vaccine, it's now jumped to $1.9 billion. And although I've not seen anything on what they wanted to spend it on, who it's going to, or any of that stuff, the interesting thing is that somehow in about a week, we've managed to figure out how to spend an extra $100 million, guys. <laughs> so uh, that's a little bit disturbing in that we just keep thinking that if we just throw enough money at something, we're going to come at it. Guys, we've had West Nile virus in this country now for 15, 16 years, and there is still not even close to a vaccine. And so, uh, you know, just being able to throw money at something does not cure these issues. And as you know, my, my mantra is that it's about prevention. And while vaccine kind of falls in that, we want to even get it before you get to the vaccine. And so, you know, I talk about the future being, you know, that the future is now. And I'm not kidding about that. I have done literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of research in viral infections and bacterial, especially rogue bacterial infections that are antibiotic resistant, which in most viral cases other than vaccines and rogue bacteria where there's no known antibiotic that can really make inroads on it. The problem is that we just keep hearing this same thing. Well, we just got to throw more money at this and we will come up with the solution. But history has shown we just are not capable of doing that. And my main case in point is there's a virus called the rhinovirus. Now, that's typically the virus that we get, the common cold. Well, how long has that blasted thing been around? right? Decades and decades, and we still are no closer to coming up with a vaccine for the thing. And I still am yet, maybe our our guest, uh, which has a lot more experience in this arena than I do, (laughs) can, we'll broach that and we'll see what uh, his thoughts are on why we can't come up with a vaccine for something that we seem to know every year infects 
you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of people every year with common cold, and yet we don't have a cure. So that just, uh, you know, in in our news segment, one of the things that came in, and especially here in Kansas, that, that officially, yeah, I guess, and I'm not sure what level this comes in at, but officially we are now in flu season. Now, it's it usually starts way earlier than this. We are at the end of February. I mean, today's February 23rd, and usually we're seeing outbreaks as early as even October and November mm-hmm. uh, of the mm-hmm. previous year, and yet here we are, February 23rd, and we're going to see, you know, as we progress, you know, we've got, what, another uh, three, four weeks of winter or whatever it is, and and they're saying that, you know, it's, it's getting the late start, but they've not, I mean, this is really late for most flu seasons, but that's kind of what's in the news. Uh, the other thing is Ebola and the longer-term effects. Now, uh, we haven't hit, although it was essentially eradicated. Uh, unfortunately, I think it was Liberia had an outbreak of a couple more people after the 42-day period. And the reason they use 42 days is that they believe that if your immune system is weak enough that it will get the upper hand on you, that in 21 days, if you've not come down with symptoms by then, odds are you're not going to ever develop symptoms of it. So when we look at that in 42 days, that gives you twice as long as what for what they call the incubation period. But it literally, it's, it's you get infected, and depending on how, how strong your immune system is, fighting this off, keeping the symptoms at bay, winning the battle, because I talk about a war, and we have an mm-hmm. army within us fighting this invader. And so as you are fighting that war, then in 21 days, invariably your army is winning and and the Ebola virus will not ever win. So they doubled that just to be safe. So here we're 42 days and is officially declared over. And then voila, a couple of cases showed up. Now there's a number of reasons for that one. It can be spread by uh, uh, sexually transmitted. It can also uh, be in the wild where there are villages where someone didn't bring somebody in and all of a sudden you travel to a village they had it, you got it, you brought it back into a place where um, there's medical staff and somebody gets sick, and so they now all of a sudden here it is again. But because of all of the things that are in place, like medical facilities, they know what this looks like, uh, it's not new to them, they're not going, they're not in panic mode saying, what do we do with this? We've not seen this before. They've been fighting this now for over two years. And so when a new case shows up, they know exactly what to do, quarantine them, everybody puts on all their garb so they don't get infected, they don't spread it to other people, they keep that person away from others so it doesn't infect, so they can maintain that and keep that shut down. But all of that stuff is after the fact. I talk about quit playing catch-up, and let's get out ahead of these things for a change. So instead of always going, oh, let's wait for, you know, Uh, the avian bird flu to migrate or or mutate into humans and let's figure out what to do there. Let's get ahead of these. And the problem is that there are literally hundreds of thousands of viruses and they're mutating. There's different strains and substrains. And so all of this stuff comes about and they're trying to play catch up. The problem is, guys, they are never going to have enough vaccinations to keep 
us 100% safe from every blasted virus that shows up. Now, keep in mind Zika, which again dominated the news, was out uh, was identified in 1947. Well, that thing's been around for what 70 years almost, and not just now something has triggered it. Now, who knows what that is? And again, because I my focus is on how strong our immune system is. Perhaps over the the years and decades now. Uh, we're doing things that either weaken our immune system, whether it's we're not getting enough nutrients or we don't have enough probiotics to to, to soak uh, to actually absorb the nutrients we're getting. Our foods already we know that are getting have less and less of the good bacteria that we need into our system uh, and the nutrients that, that need to strengthen our immune system. And so we just keep playing this game, and it looks like as these things break out, when you get down to it, it looks like it's because of one simple thing, and that is our immune systems are simply not perhaps as strong as they were 40 years, 50 years, 60 years ago. Now, again, that's an assumption on my part. That's my opinion. But when you look at the science, when you look at why things take off, and especially when you start asking the question that nobody else is asking. So Zika, as a standpoint, it will – they say it isn't even seen – symptoms aren't seen in 80% of those who are infected. So the mosquito, one of the eightus – Egypti mosquitoes bites you. Your immune system is so strong that the innate immune system or even – well, typically it's the innate immune. It's the initial uh, army that fights this, su uh, suppresses it, uh, beats it, and then gets rid of it out of your system within seven days because it takes about – six or seven days for your secondary immune system or the adaptive immune system to kick in. And so if it's strong enough that it gets rid of it before you even have symptoms, the question is there's 80% of those people, and they say the same thing about West Nile virus. 80% of the people who get West Nile virus never show symptoms. Now, you might be a carrier for that time, but the immune system is designed to get rid of this stuff. So what happens is you have Zika and infects them. The immune system takes care of it and gets rid of it. No one's asking the question of how strong does an immune system need to be in order to make sure that Zika does not infect you long-term enough that causes an adverse reaction like the rash, like conjunctivitis or red eyes uh, of the uh, joint pain. Uh, same thing with Ebola. Uh, there are a number of people who get Ebola. The immune system takes care of it. Of those who walk into tents during the outbreak, 75% of those left in body bags. 25% managed to beat it and walk out the front door. And so the question is, and I'm waiting for someone to do that study, where is the study that shows we have tested the immune system? Now, the immune system is a very complex series of things that work together. I mean, you've got 
white blood cells and you know which can be broken into a number of different types of cells and I'm not sure what all of them are but you got um, uh, macrophages and lymphocytes and you know you know all these different uh, things that and then you got B cells and T cells and, and then antigens and the antibodies and you know uh, the, the the antibodies are are encrypted um, and and programmed to to the antigens and then you've got the whole digestive system all of these things and so how do you test really how strong someone's immune system is well I think there's some things you know you can certainly do white blood cell counts but you can do things like what are d3 levels we know that d3 levels if at certain levels are strong enough to really make the cell walls less impenetrable by by viruses and and uh, and other you know pathogens and toxins and and poisons and that kind of stuff like E. coli and the Shiga toxin that it produces. So what you want to do is so what would be great is for someone to come up with a study so we know just how strong on a scale of one to ten someone's immune system is. And I think that someday, and, and someday maybe 30 years from now, it may be 100 years from now, it may be 400, 500 years from now, but I believe someday in the future, there's going to be a way that you can test and really tell overall how strong your immune system is. Because it's my belief, and again, this is my opinion, that the only reason we get sick with uh, any of these viral infections or rogue bacteria is because our immune system simply is not strong enough. And I can back that up to some degree because uh, Mayo Clinic and WebMD and eHealthline and uh, eMedicine and CDC and WHO all have on their sites for all these viral bacteria that they say – if you if you have a weakened immune system, or a suppressed immune system, a compromised immune system, then you are vulnerable to that. So the the contrary is true. So if you didn't have a weak immune system, if it wasn't weakened, if it wasn't suppressed, if it wasn't compromised, then you would not be vulnerable. And they say in order to beat the Ebola virus, it is primarily dependent on how strong your response is, your immune response is, which is your innate, the initial white blood cells, and do they have all the, the nutrients they need to fight that and be strong and, and defeat it, or if it gets to the adaptive, the secondary part of your immune system, can that be strong enough, build enough antibodies against it quickly enough that it doesn't get to a place where it is an adverse reaction to these viruses and bacteria. So anyway, we're going to go to a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to bring in Dr. Ken uh, Redcross, and he has uh, he does some really interesting things, and we're going to talk about his concierge service, and we're going to talk about vaccinations again. And so, you know, these things are <laughs> never going to go away. They're controversial, but uh, you're going to hear some stuff. Uh, he's doing some really great work. So after the break, Stay tuned. We'll have him in, and we'll get into some of these other things. So stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nicholas has a free newsletter that you'll look forward to receiving. This is not your typical fluff-filled newsletter. It's filled with hard-hitting TV and radio interviews, articles, and blog posts that most others are afraid to put into print from a well-balanced and unbiased perspective that you'll find overwhelmingly refreshing. By subscribing to the newsletter and taking action, you'll be joining the team as this grassroots effort to take back our healthcare system grows with calls to action that can have tremendous ramifications. Go to immunitycrisis.info forward slash newsletter dot html or text the word crisis to 82888 and sign up for the free newsletter. That way, you can stay up to date and make sure you know what dangers are lurking and learn how to protect yourself and your family from them. You can also get Nicholas St. John's latest books at the immunitycrisis.info website. Join the team. The future is now. Visit immunitycrisis.info today. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to nicholas.stjohn at gmail.com. That's N I C H O L A S dot S T J O N at gmail.com. Now, back to the Health Cure Show. Hello and welcome back. Our guest today is Dr. Ken Red Cross. Uh, he's, he's been doing a lot of uh, TV interviews. We caught him last night on uh, Nancy Grace. He's been on there a number of times. Uh, highly respected. And he's doing some very, very interesting things. He is, uh, he, I don't know if he's known as, he does a concierge, uh, as a concierge doctor, which in the old days, you know, if you've seen any of the old westerns, the doctors actually came and visited. They got their little black bag, they came to your house, and they met met you. Obviously, those days have been gone for a long time. <clears throat> Dr. Red Cross is bringing some of that back. So, uh, <clears throat> welcome to the show. And I'd Thank like you, you to for having me on, Nicholas. Explain some of the things of why you got into concierge and, and how that's working and how much more your patients like that. Yeah, that, let, let me tell you, I, I've been very blessed, Nicholas. Patients were, were always happy, but I think the main thing is I wasn't happy with what patients were getting. I think patients deserve more. You know, I wasn't really happy with seeing 30 patients a day, 20 patients a day, and not really being able to get in the patient's soul. So in 2007, I said, you know, 
what if I actually came to them and then ended up really working on the patient's time? How would that go? And I didn't even know at that point, Nicholas, that it would grow into something as beautiful as it is where it's all about the patient, and that's where it should be, and that's where healthcare, in a way, is getting away from. So you're right. You mentioned that black bag. That's the thing I love. I have that black bag. I leave it in my car, and I go right to the home. So it's a beautiful thing. Great. Well, you know, you're to be applauded for that effort because I know it breaks with a mold. And yeah. in our fast-paced world, you know, I, the last time – and I haven't been to a doctor in ages, but the last time I remember, I went in. I sat in the waiting room for what felt like ever and yeah. only to go yeah. in, and the guy asked me like two questions, felt my uh, lymph nodes, and said, yep, you're sick. Here's a prescription for antibiotics. Now, he had, yep. didn't even know whether it was a virus or a bacteria, and yet I just got this prescription for antibiotics regardless. And so I just like, really? That's all you're going to do? Can't we, can't we go through a little bit more of this? And so the fact that you identified it, I've talked to a number of, of MDs, DOs, uh, NDs, DCs, that all – that's why they went into more of these individual – holistic type uh, modalities because they wanted to spend more time with their patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because it's getting to the point that I think patients are starting to really get it. They understand and are demanding more. And that just becomes increasingly important. You know, the average amount of time that an internist spends with the patient, you know what it is, Nicholas? Seven and a half minutes. Half minutes, right. Now, if you think in seven and a half minutes, I can find out, you know, how your parents are doing, how's your daughter, how are you feeling, what is your spirit like? My practice is very, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's integrative and very spiritual. How can I get into that in seven and a half minutes? It just wasn't, it just wasn't enough for me, and it definitely wasn't fair to the patients. Well, and that's what one of the one of the guys that I had talked to was almost to graduate uh, from uh, with his degree as an MD. And he decided that the things they were teaching him weren't going to give him enough time. And when he did, all he was going to do was treat symptoms rather than find the root cause so he could cure them. And so he figured it was going to take him about an hour. What is it? What do you find that it takes you to really dig down and, and help identify what the root causes of some of the illnesses that you, you've seen? Wow, Nicholas, that's a great question because a lot like the colleague you spoke with, I mean, an hour is just it. But let me tell you, just the other day, I spent two and a half hours with the patient, and it was just about everything, about their spirit. I also love the fact that you mentioned, you know, getting away from medicines and these things that, you know, that we kind of just, or a lot of the medical profession just kind of just gives you a prescription and sends you out. My practice is very natural, very holistic, and you have to spend time with that. You have to understand what are their behaviors? What is their diet like? Let's go over to the refrigerator. Let's figure out what does it look like in your environment. Those things are so important, Nicholas, than just giving a prescription. Absolutely. And so um, real quick, where can people find you? And do you do, because uh, one of the growing things, you know, we do Skype, we do face-to-face time, you can do FaceTime on your phones. Uh, that is becoming a greater practice. I don't know if you've integrated any of that in your practice yet, but it opens it up so more and more people can get to you and it becomes more and more personal. Where can people find you on the web and your website and you know well, web, yeah, my, Facebook and all exactly. that stuff? My, my website is drredcross.com, drredcross, just like the American Red Cross.com. I send out a lot of health information as well on at 
Twitter. I mean, I'm sorry, at Dr. Red Cross is my Twitter handle and also my Facebook, which is Ken Red Cross MD. I love to send out information. As far as my patients, I've been very fortunate. And like you mentioned, Facebook, you mentioned Skype. There's a lot of ways. I also give out my cell phone to certain patients as well who are a part of the concierge who need me when I need to when they actually need something right away, I love being there. They're not used to that sort of treatment. So I've had a lot of new patients come, but a lot of patients have been happy, and especially because we talk about natural things, especially as you're mentioning the flu, the flu season. I don't always get on the flu vaccine. Uh, we talk about other natural ways to heal, and that's where we all should really be. Well, I want to cover you. You have a, what's called I, what I call um, the flu recovery package, and so there's four things that you have listed there. Why don't you go over those real quick for our listeners as a package, and then uh, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna talk about some of the things that uh, you're, I'm, you're probably aware of, but would like to get your reaction on some of these additional things that uh, we tell uh, people on our broadcast and Facebook and our our sites as well. I would love that. Let me tell you, I love the fact in the beginning of the show, you mentioned how your body is at war with these viruses in particular, right? And it's interesting because whenever I talk about the flu season, I always liken it to a natural disaster, the hurricane season. Because when I do it that way, Nicholas, all my patients get that we have to prepare and stockpile and get ready. So some of those things that I have is, for instance, you mentioned a probiotic. I love probiotics. A lot of people may not understand that when we get sick, we lose a lot of the good bacteria in our gut that's so important for our immune health. So therefore, when we get a probiotic, we're able to replenish or reline the good bacteria that's necessary for us to get back to really fighting these viruses in particular. The second thing I love is a homeopathic remedy called Ocillo. It's been shown in studies, and I'm a big studies guy, to decrease both the severity and the duration of illness when taken within the first 24 to 48 hours. And what's even better is that it's good for two years of age and older. And I don't know if you recall, Nicholas, but some years back, we didn't know what to give our kids when they came down with the cold and flu symptoms because we found out that we were actually doing a little more harm. So yep. that's where Oscillo has a place in my practice. The other thing I love, everybody out there, is just more proof that mom is right, and that's chicken noodle <laughs> soup. It's not just the soup itself. A lot of people thought it was actually the, the fumes or, the, or the, the heat that's really clearing your sinuses. But not only that, we now know that it slows the migration of white blood cells to those areas that can cause problems, such as to our chest where we get coughing or to our nasal passages where we get all of that sneezing. The other thing everybody needs to be aware of is we also have zinc. Zinc is an essential mineral for our immune system just at baseline. So I love to bring zinc in, and zinc also has been shown in studies to decrease the duration of illness. But take some food because it can upset your stomach. And then the other thing I have in my kit, Nicholas, which I love earlier that you mentioned, vitamin D3. That's kind of the, yes. the new sentiment out there. There's an organization called the Organic and Natural Health Association, and I am on that scientific board primarily because they have gotten it and understand the importance of vitamin D. So important that they even have take-home or actually say send-home kits to where my patients can check their vitamin D on their own. That's how important it's become. And that's at the powerofd.org where people can get that. It's so important to get your vitamin D checked. So I appreciate you mentioning that earlier, Nicholas. Well, and most people don't know, but they, you know, there's, there's minimum levels and then there's optimum levels. 
And yeah. I my my number was above minimum level. It was at thirty two, whatever the calculation is per deciliter and all that stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> right, and, right. And 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 optimally, it should be between seventy and ninety. I was taking twenty thousand international units of D three a day for five months, and it finally got it up to just over ninety. So, but it took a lot of work to get it up there. And so most people don't know that they're that they're not deficient. They're just not optimal. And if you do, if yeah. you want to have you want to win this war, you need to be optimal. And so let me yeah. let me ask a couple questions. Obviously, prevention. You know, the the after the flu kit uh, is good. I'm big on preventing. So uh, one of the things that we talk about is vitamin C. And we know that yeah. if you get enough vitamin C, now there's emergency, which again, that's playing catch up. What if you did that for as a standard in your life that every day you just took two to four thousand milligrams of sodium ascorbate? It's really easy to get that. It's half a teaspoon of the powder in an orange juice, and you've got two thousand milligrams. So it's very easy. Yeah. And I use a salt shaker and, and sprinkle it over my food for morning, lunch, and dinner, and that adds pretty much close to another full thousand milligrams. So what is your take on the use of sodium ascorbate as a prevention rather than uh, – and we have about 30 seconds and we need to go to break. So real quick, just what your take no is problem. on vitamin C. Well, well, let me tell you. I, I love that. I love vitamin C. You know, it's so funny because the studies have been back and forth with that, Nicholas. I've, yes, heard they some have. Studies that, I've seen some studies that have been wonderful as far as what you say, and then some of them it doesn't necessarily bear out. But I'll tell you. Clinically, my patients feel better, and that's what matters to me is that they're actually getting better with that. So I think there is some credence to what you're saying potentially, definitely, Nicholas. Well, and yeah, and those studies, you know, the bottom line comes down to if there's a million studies that say it doesn't work and I've got four million patients who say it does – Exactly. I'm going to listen to my 4 million patients. Well uh, said. Well said. That's exactly the way I run my practice too. Very well said. Before we go to break, I want to just hit two other things, and if you uh, or three other things after break, we can just touch on those if you want to follow sure. up with them. But Sambacol is a big one, proven by university studies that it's five times more effective than Tamiflu. And so yeah. two university studies show five times more effective, way cheaper, no prescription, no doctor, right? Organic exactly. coconut oil, that's really, that's really, really good, good for a that's number of things. another really good one. Medium chain fatty acids. I'm not going to go into it here. I'm going to do a segment on it later, um, you know, in another episode. And then, of course, colloidal silver. Now, that's the only one that I know of that I would really have people look at for something that is in a catch-up mode. It's after you've been infected. So, anyway, those are the three things that I would would add. I'm glad to hear you're doing stuff with vitamin D3 and and vitamin C as well. Uh, let's go to Absolutely. break. On the other side, we're going to get into vaccinations, and he's got some things to dispel about fallacies and uh, a couple other things we'll get into discussion. So stay tuned. This should be very exciting. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top rated skincare products and treatments 
tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers, will motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Nicholas has a free newsletter that you'll look forward to receiving. This is not your typical fluff-filled newsletter. It's filled with hard-hitting TV and radio interviews, articles, and blog posts that most others are afraid to put into print from a well-balanced and unbiased perspective that you'll find overwhelmingly refreshing. By subscribing to the newsletter and taking action, you'll be joining the team as this grassroots effort to take back our healthcare system grows with calls to action that can have tremendous ramifications. Go to immunitycrisis.info forward slash newsletter dot html or text the word crisis to 82888 and sign up for the free newsletter. That way, you can stay up to date and make sure you know what dangers are lurking and learn how to protect yourself and your family from them. You can also get Nicholas St. John's latest books at the immunitycrisis.info website. Join the team. The future is now. Visit immunitycrisis.info today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to nicholas.stjohn at gmail.com. That's n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s dot s-t-j-o-n at gmail.com. Now, back to the Health Cure Show. All right, and welcome back. Our guest today is Dr. Ken Redcross, and we covered his concierge and, and what we do to uh, uh, really put together a kit, to, you know, part of it prevention uh, for not getting the flu in the first place and then other things to do uh, when you do get it so you can lessen your time for being sick and the severity of these things. Uh, to this segment, I want to talk about vaccinations because that's one of the things that we get hit with. I mean, you drive down the road and you go by and there's a there's a sign, it seems like, on every corner, get the flu shot, get the flu shot, get the flu shot. Like, it's the only thing you can do to keep yourself from getting the flu. Now, yeah. uh, you have a number of things uh, that you just call fallacies. Why don't you go through yeah. those for our listeners? You know, I don't think there's anything that's more divisive in healthcare than the flu shot, right? Because <laughs> we have this faction who says we need to get it, and the other ones say, I'm not putting that stuff in my body. So I'll tell everyone out there. So I will be honest. Um, you know, in my practice, we at times we will mention the flu vaccine, but once again, I think everyone out there can understand, for me, closer to the earth, the better, natural ways to do this. You know, some years we do okay. The H1N1 year was horrible. We didn't get it. We didn't really nail that virus. This year, I will say, it's a little better. But everyone has to understand that this flu season is extending. You know, the the weather has been so wacky that the flu vaccine, or I should say the flu itself, is confused. So, therefore, the flu may be going all the way into May. So I think if that's the pace, you can't just have the vaccine. You have to do some other things that are on the natural side. Now, there are some flu fallacies out there, and that one is that if you do take the flu shot, it will give you the flu. And I'm here to tell you that is not happening. The flu shot is already a killed, inactivated virus. 
So what it will do, it will mimic it. It will get a little portion of that flu, put the coat maybe, and then that will give you a chance to mount antibodies. Hence, you can have chills. You can start to feel sick, but that is not the flu. The other fallacy I hear a lot of, and I get it with pharma, is that pharma is trying to push the flu shots because they get all this money from it. And I'm here to tell you, I know pharma usually feels like they're not necessarily on the consumer side. But in this case, they make maybe less than half a percent on the flu shot. So in this case, they're, they're kind of being honest with us here. So, um, so, you know, don't let that be a deterrent just in case. My only thing, and you talked um, wonderfully earlier, Nicholas, about the immune system. So when we have those who are over age 65 or we have young kids, we need to think about something like the flu shot, potentially, because of the immune system that you mentioned before and figuring out a way to kind of boost them up. But even still, I think there needs to be an informed decision around it and see if that's the best thing um, for each and every patient out there. One of the best things we can do if somebody is really adamant about not getting the flu shot, Nicholas, wash hands. You wash your hands, and soap and water is ten times better than some of the other things that we use um, to put the gel on our hands and that sort of thing. So hand washing is probably the number one thing you should be doing to keep from getting the flu. Well, and I, you know, one of the things that I talk about organic, we talked about organic coconut oil in the last segment. You know, one of the things I tell people is get organic coconut oil, put that on your hands. It's oily, but it'll absorb in. You can wipe off any excess. But I tell you what, when a virus hits that organic coconut oil, which has lauric acid in it, it just mm-hmm, disintegrates mm-hmm. the the shell, the protein that most of these like H1, N1, H3, uh, N2, H5, N1, any of those types of uh, uh, hemagglutinin viral uh, virus shells, that it actually breaks them down. So there's absolutely no way that it can infect you. And so lauric acid in the organic coconut oil is great and again i put it in my coffee you can put it on your salad you can replace butter with it you can cook your you know your breakfast yeah, or whatever you stuff. all that stuff absolutely. absolutely so the more more of that you can get in you the better it protects you and again there's no age limit i mean you can you know if you're you know if you're 75 years old and you're drinking coffee you can put two or three tablespoons in your coffee and get it yeah i would even and i would even suggest if you're a little older to take a little more to be quite honest it's only it's, well, it's great for so many wonderful things so i'm well, with and, you on, on yeah. the coconut oil and they're and they're showing the medium chain fatty acids help reverse autism or i'm sorry uh Alzheimer's. So there's been studies showing that there's been improvement because the medium chain fatty acids get into the brain cells, not through the glucose receptors, but actually absorb straight through the walls of the brain cells. And so they get the nourishment in an alternative way. And so they're seeing some remarkable recoveries from people uh, with uh, Alzheimer's. So again, it's really some great stuff. Uh, One of the things that I don't think people understand much about is they hear this term adjuvant. Uh, Now, aluminum is the current one, but we've also heard of squalene. Can you explain to the Uh, to our listeners what an adjuvant is and why we need it in uh, a vaccine in the first place. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that just helps with the delivery. It helps with the delivery of that. You know, and it's so funny because, you know, some patients um, don't really understand that, Nicholas, because it's so, you know, they think that that's something that's causing some of the problem. But you need that sort of thing for for the delivery and to be able to, to make sure that that vaccine really is doing what it's supposed to do. 
Well, isn't part of the problem that if you have a reasonably strong immune system, that if you don't have um, something that like the because aluminum, which is a neurotoxin, and I've got a pulled up here on my uh, computer from PubMed, an abstract, uh -huh. and it says aluminum is an experimentally demonstrated neurotoxin and the most yeah. commonly used vaccine adjuvant. Despite almost yeah. 90 years of widespread use of aluminum adjuvants, medical science's understanding about their mechanism of action is still remarkably poor. He goes on to say yeah. here that it's funny that the notion of aluminum is in vaccines is safe appears to be widely accepted in spite of the fact there's virtually no studies, and it's a known neurotoxin. The yeah. other one was squalene. Yeah. You're familiar with squalene, right? You know the uh -huh. the and that was used for the full first Gulf War. That was an experiment that those poor guys underwent. I mean, there's a reason that people are saying I don't want the vaccine because it feels like they're experimenting on us, right? Right. Those guys right. came well, back yeah. with immune suppressed and compromised systems, and the the expectation was that squalene when it's in the wrong parts of the body, cause havoc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so what's your – you, what, what, well, go ahead. Those things are they're, – they're very, very tough, Nicholas, because, you know, we do have the medical community, and it's kind of all we've known, right, as far as these vaccines and what's in there. And when I've inquired about some of those things, and, you know, a lot of things you hear is, is the aluminum that's in there in toxic enough levels to cause problems that aluminum deposition can cause or um, for a neurotoxin. And it's tough. It's tough to say what to really do with that, Nicholas, because you, you, you touched upon it. There really are no studies per se for us to go on, um, to be honest. So, you know, some will definitely feel like it's a little bit of an experiment, and then some will say, you know, is it really enough to really cause problems on the neurotoxin side? But, you know, this stuff is all up for debate, and I'm sure there's something going on somewhere to see exactly um, if there is a possibility of a holistic vaccine or something. I would love to see that one day. You know, absolutely. You know, interestingly enough, smallpox, which was the ironically was the only vaccine, which is where the whole thing, uh, vaccinier, the the uh, virus uh, mm -hmm. from cowpox was put into cuts in the skin, which is how it was naturally transmitted to people um, back in those days. And the irony is that's what that's the way they gave it. You know, I've never gotten the flu uh, by having a needle injected into my arm and a flu virus starts in the middle of my muscle. <laughs> and right. yet that's no. the, you know. And so coming up with the more natural ways to give you small amounts so the body built natural immunity because we're finding whooping cough and the pertussis vaccines are so short-lived. Yeah, yeah. That's why we've yeah, got back now six, yep. five and six boosters. Really. Yeah. I mean that's a lot right. of times to right. get that stuff put in you. So, uh, you know, you know, I touched on it earlier. Real quick, we got about a minute before the break. Um, uh, I, you know, we talked about the common cold. Why do you think that we haven't developed an immunity against a virus that is so well known and so widely spread? You know, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you mentioned one of the things with viruses, guys. They they mutate. They change so much. 
So it's very hard. I mean, the rhinovirus, like you mentioned, one of the more common, the echovirus, some of those are the more common respiratory um, pathogens that cause problems for us. But they're so hard because they have so many what we call serotypes. In other words, it may be rhinovirus 1A or rhinovirus 2. It's very difficult. And so it's extremely complex when you talk about virology. I wish it were so easy to kind of throw it up in the air and shoot it. But this thing changes quickly. That's why HIV was so difficult as a virus. HIV was mutating like crazy. And we were able to attack HIV in a lot of different ways, different angles, the way it replicates and so forth. But, you know, you got to throw big money at these things because this stuff, these studies are expensive to run and you need them and these drugs are expensive to, to produce. Um, but with viruses, it's always a challenge because they mutate. And in essence, you're not dealing with living matter almost. Um, so it's even more difficult to, to kind of wrap your hands around that. Right. Um, listen, I, I know we got a good break. I just want to get one more time. Where do people go to find more about uh, who you are, uh, just your website, uh, to, to, to let them know? Oh, absolutely, everyone. So anyway, the best way is my website, drredcross.com, drredcross.com. And at um, Dr. Red Cross, I send out information on Twitter as well. Um, and I have a, a YouTube channel under my name as well. So there's a lot of ways for folks to reach out and just say hello. And if they have any questions, I wouldn't have any problems answering them. Well, we love having you on the show. You've been really – it's been a great interview, and uh, you've provided a lot of really valuable information for our listeners. Again, I want to thank you for being here. For everyone else, we will, on the other side of the break, you know, as my closing segment, we'll talk about uh, other things that you can get plugged into where you can find out how to strengthen your immune system to levels we never before thought were even possible. So, again, we want to thank uh, Dr. Red Cross for being here today. We'll see everyone on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nicholas has a free newsletter that you'll look forward to receiving. This is not your typical fluff-filled newsletter. It's filled with hard-hitting TV and radio interviews, articles, and blog posts that most others are afraid to put into print from a well-balanced and unbiased perspective that you'll find overwhelmingly refreshing. By subscribing to the newsletter and taking action, you'll be joining the team as this grassroots effort to take back our healthcare system grows with calls to action that can have tremendous ramifications. Go to immunitycrisis.info forward slash newsletter dot html or text the word crisis to 82888 and sign up for the free newsletter. That way, you can stay up to date and make sure you know what dangers are lurking and learn how to protect yourself and your family from them. You can also get Nicholas St. John's latest books at the immunitycrisis.info website. Join the team. The future is now. Visit immunitycrisis.info today. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to nicholas.stjohn at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot S-T-J-O-N at gmail.com. Now, back to the Health Cure Show. Hello and welcome back. I tell you what, I am so excited. I really appreciate uh, Dr. Red Cross being on the show today. I tell you what, guys, we need to really support guys like him, and we need a lot more of our doctors to adopt and and embrace the types of things that he's done that there's more than just one or two modalities of how you treat patients that you spend more time with them make it a lot more personable and you know that's why people have been migrating away from uh, MDs and they're going to DOs and NDs and DCs so uh, you know I really want to commend him for being really bold and brave stepping out into that so uh, appreciate that go to Again, go to his website, uh, drredcross.com, and uh, and see the other stuff that he's doing. Uh, in this closing segment, I, you know, my statements are that uh, the primary reason we get sick is because we have a weak immune system. Now, we have kind of taken that. We when you listen to these ads on TV and you hear someone say, one one out of five people are going to be are going to get. If one out of five women are going to get breast cancer, one out of three men are going to get prostate cancer, one out of seven is this. We're going to have 50,000 deaths from secondary infections from the flu. That is, I'm telling you, that is just nonsense. We have to quit accepting this as normal. Now, it may be normal today in our in some people, what I call finite minds, but let's let's go ahead 500 years, then you find out that nutrition and getting the nutrients and uh, minerals and vitamins into our body so that we have a supercharged immune system, one day getting these diseases will not be normal. As a matter of fact, when you get it, the, it'll be just you know unbelievable that somebody got this. How did that get by us? Because everyone has such a strong immune system, and so imagine – Instead of but instead of having to wait 500 years, it's today. Uh, I have a book out. My latest book is the immune crisis, immunity crisis in America. If you go to immunitycrisis.info.info, immunitycrisis.info, you can get my book. At the bottom there, you can sign up for the newsletter. It also takes you to my blog, viruswhisperer.com, where there's TV interviews. I do a TV interview every week on KCTU TV here in Wichita, and we talk about these different topics, everything from anti-vaxxers to Zika virus to Ebola to the flu to uh, staying out ahead. What what is technology? What are nutrients? What does vitamin C do for you? Vitamin D3, organic coconut oil, sambacol. I cover all of that, and there's literally uh, almost three dozen interviews now that are going to be on that website. We also podcast, uh, have a podcast place where these shows are cataloged and put on there about uh, one or two weeks after we've done them. So anyway, you can do, uh, uh, you can go to that, go to the bottom, all those links. You can get all three of my books, The Immunity Crisis in America, Human Viral Infections, 
and nine things you can do to smack them down. The first one tells you how to strengthen your immune system so you don't get sick. But even if you do that, if you're under a lot of stress, you've gone through maybe a death in the family or loss of a job or a divorce or any number of things that can really uh, – it's a, uh, under when we're under stress, uh, it suppresses your immune system. Uh, so if, you, if you're under some really uh, high oxidative stress – situations like those types of things, you can be doing a lot of the right things right and still have a chink in your armor. And so if you do get sick, then my second book, uh, Human Viral Infections, and nine things you can do to smack them down, goes through the things like organic coconut oil, samicol, colloidal silver, megadosing vitamin C, D3 treatments, those kinds of things uh, that you can do that can really supercharge your immune system and help make up for that imbalance for when it was weak and help you shorten those times when you were sick. So at the bottom, uh, uh, you can get – and then the third one is – third book is West Nile virus and not, uh, four overlooked treatments that could save your life. And so you get all three of those books for $19.95. So uh, you can get those books. Uh, get on the newsletter. The best thing to do is get on the newsletter because I tell people when I'm going to get on the uh, – when I'm going to do a TV show, when I'm doing radio shows. Um, I remind you about the books. Uh, it's funny that people hear me and then they get sick, and then I tell them, I go, oh, I forgot. Uh, so you know, you'll have reminders when there's – Things that are in the news. When I publish a new article, I'm writing a new book on Zika because there's just so much bad information out there. I went out and looked to see if there were any books on Amazon. Already by the 1st of February, there were already nine books. So I went out and bought three of them, went through them, only to find out that not one single one of them brought anything new that I could use to protect myself or – uh, protect uh, pregnant women who were going to go in or had been down to a place. And guys, when it comes down to it, a 10,000 milligram shot or 10,000 milligrams of liposomal C, Zika virus is a very weak virus. 10,000 milligrams of, say, liposomal C or um, uh, an intramuscular shot can stop that in its tracks. It's just such a weak virus. So there's no reason for people to be in panic mode from, from this virus. Uh, the other thing we want to make sure that you know is that you go to uh, the website. Again, uh, I write articles constantly updating this stuff. Uh, I got to blogs, and like when we had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on last week, there were some blogs uh, uh, that were attacking her. And so I write and post articles on there all the time to to challenge them. You know, they're not above being challenged, and we need to stand up more and more to some of the nonsense that people just listen. They just repeat what they hear other people say. You know, and so uh, we need to to get more of us out there. This is a grass. Roots effort. We're all in this together, and we can change this. If I, if you know, it's the one tells two and two tells four, four tells eight. That's what we're doing. So as you listen to this, get on the newsletter and tell a couple, three of your friends. Listen, here's the website. 
You can listen to these podcasts, rebroadcast of these things, and get on his newsletter. Uh, I get uh, people coming back to me telling me, thank you so much because the things that you said that I could do to shorten the life of a, uh, a cold or the flu kept me from missing work or kept my kids from really getting sick. And when you got things like enterovirus D68 where a six-year-old is a little under the weather, goes to bed, and, to, and the next morning it is accelerated encephalitis and they wake up dead. You can't leave this up to chance, and there's no reason that we lose one more child. So I need your help. Everyone needs your help telling them about this broadcast and how this is different. So anyway, we want to uh, thank again our website, immunitycrisis.info. At the bottom, there's links. Go get on my newsletter. Go listen to watch the, the videos, the TV, and, and the podcast. So uh, I appreciate you being here today. Next week, I'm going to cover – a new movie out called That Vitamin Movie, which is a documentary with 43 people that are some of the most world-renowned experts in nutritional uh, therapies. And so we'll have Dr. Saul, Dr. Uh, Andrew, uh, uh, Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Ron Honeyhockey, and all 43 of these guys. This is going to be a terrific show when I go over this movie. So you want to tell everyone you know about being on this thing and, uh, and, and then get the movie and share it with other people because this is going to be life-changing. So I appreciate you being here today. We will see you next week. In the meantime, stay healthy, my friend. Thanks for listening to The Health Cure Show. Be sure to join Nicholas St. John again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Learning to stay healthy this week and every week because the future is now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.